Hey, it's Lo, and you are tuned in to Wrestling Wind Down, a female-founded and hosted podcast dedicated to professional wrestling and, of course, our favorite adult beverage. On this episode, I am joined by Iridian Fierro of the Rest Friends podcast. We'll be chatting about the WWE's announcement banning WWE talent from participating in third-party contracts, including Twitch, Cameo, and the like. We'll be sharing our thoughts on the topic, the WWE legends who have spoken out about this, and the history of a proposed unionization within World Wrestling Entertainment. So grab your glass of wine. We're going in for the three count. It has been a crazy week in the WWE and Erie from the Rest Friends podcast is here to sip and tell with me. It was rumored this week that WWE was going to be banning superstars from third party contracts. And this went viral on Twitter over the weekend and it was not confirmed by the WWE and many people had opinions. I saw people saying that it's not right for them to do that to the superstars. And then I saw some people thinking of it from a business aspect of, you know, WWE wants to have a cut of that money. This is an interesting story, but I wanted more confirmation. So we didn't share anything on our platforms because there wasn't really any confirmation at first. It was strictly a rumor and people ran with it. And then WWE issued a statement on the subject. Here's what they said. Quote, unquote, much like Disney and Warner Bros., WWE creates, promotes, and invests in its intellectual property, i.e. the stage names of performers, like The Fiend Bray Wyatt, Roman Reigns, Big E, and Braun Strowman. It is the control and exploitation of these characters that allows WWE to drive revenue, which in turn enables the company to compensate performers at the highest levels in the sports entertainment industry. Notwithstanding the contractual language, it is imperative for the success of our company to protect our greatest assets and establish partnerships with third parties on a company-wide basis, rather than at an individual level, which as a result will provide more value for all involved, end quote. How do you feel about this so far? This is just a lot. It's weird to even think that WWE doesn't pay their people right. Um, it's been going on for a really long time because, you know, since like WrestleMania 2, I believe, one wrestler tried to, to speak out about it. But before we get to the whole WrestleMania 2, um, it's not just a WWE problem. Mm-hmm. There, wrestlers everywhere are, are independent contractors. And I don't understand why there hasn't been a union movement because WWE makes so much money. And a lot of these wrestling promotions make so much money. So I'm all for them trying to unionize, but it hasn't happened so far. Right. So WWE, I think they've really had their eye on everything for a while. And there's been fingers pointed on Twitter, on different news articles about who was to blame for this. And I saw AJ Styles' name came up. And most recently, I saw Lana's name come up because she had a sponsorship with the sports drink Bang. And it was on her Instagram. And many people thought, well, that's why the WWE put a halt on everything. So I was also looking and Fightful said that Originally, there was a call that McMahon had set up where he told WWE superstars he owns their real names of talent, not just their character names. And a letter was sent out to all the superstars saying that the brand must be protected and WWE talent have 30 days to stop. This rubbed a lot of people the wrong way as well, because you're saying that you own 
someone's real name. You think about superstars like Keith Lee. Keith Lee's stage name is Keith Lee, and that's actually his real name. So in that circumstance, how does it work? And I don't know. First time I read this story, like I said, I didn't post anything on Wrestling Wind Down because I was confused. I didn't know if this was a rumor. I didn't know what it came with, you know, and I definitely wanted more information. The more I've read, the more I've been, quite frankly, disgusted. I mean, these superstars, they make a living out of entertaining fans. And on one side of it, you know, these superstars have really taken an opportunity and ran with it. A lot of these superstars like Roman Reigns and Sasha Banks, we love to talk about how Roman Reigns charges $300, $400 for a cameo, but he making money over there. People are paying for these minute to two minute videos from Roman Reigns on whatever subject that they're paying for. And Roman and Sasha are are two of the newer ones. But I think about like Big E, who has been on Cameo for a really long time. Someone actually posted a stat the other day of Big E's reviews multiplied by how much he charged. And it came out like $46,000. And everyone's like, oh, my God, he could buy a car with that. But that's only the people that left reviews. Imagine how many people got their videos and didn't leave reviews, but they still pay that fee to get that video from him. So it's shady. It's shady all around because these superstars have obviously found this niche online for fans wanting a video from their favorite superstars or even Twitch. You know, we know that Paige has a really popular Twitch and other superstars as well, and they might have it monetized. And This really puts a roadblock in their success online when WWE steps in because they don't agree with the work that's being done. Yeah, you know, there's an interview, I think, that John Cena did with Howard Stern, and it's, like, old because John Cena was the WWE champion and he had the spinner belt with him, and that's how I qualified it as old. Um, (laughs) But John Cena was talking about how Vince McMahon owns his name because his name is John Cena. So Howard Stern was like, what, what are you talking about? Like, that's your name. How does he own that? And John Cena was like, well, yeah, um, he signed me. You know, it's, un- it's under my contract that he owns my name. So he makes money off of me no matter what. And I'm over here thinking like, what? Like, is that only WWE things? Like, does, is Vince getting a cut of his book? Like, because he owns John Cena? I don't, I don't get it. And you did mention like, Keith Lee, like that's his name, you know, like how are you able to, how is that written in the contract? How are people getting away with this? You know, I I see why uh, some companies do have it that they own certain people's names. Like it just happened with um, Pentagon Jr. in AEW, that Pentagon can no longer use that. You can't say Pentagon Jr. anymore because a certain company owns that. So AEW had to change it to Penta Cero Miedo or something. I'm not like super sure about that. but. I was like, I, it doesn't make any sense to me. A lot of superstars have spoken out on it. And from superstars like Mick Foley, Kevin Nash, they've been very vocal about this. So Mick Foley said, banning wrestlers from making extra money on third-party deals, Twitch, YouTube, Cameo, strikes me as a crummy thing to do. Just my opinion. And Kevin Nash followed up saying, especially as a 1099 independent contractor, You're an employee if you have to show up at specific times and are restricted monetary gains in your personal life. Ask for your health insurance coverage and profit sharing. Health health insurance coverage has been a huge controversy in the WWE for a very long time. And it was a huge deal when AEW came about because they made it a point to 
say, you know, we offer our employees, not our independent contractors, our employees health insurance. And they've always stood firm to that. But with WWE, they're independent contractors. So they do not offer them health insurance, if I remember correctly. And I mean, I agree with these legends. You think also think about Xavier Woods. He has his popular YouTube channel, many, many subscribers, and he has numerous WWE superstars on there. And I think at some point it has to be sponsored by the WWE because there's just so much reference there to them. But I've seen some superstars like Sasha Banks. She changed her cameo name to Mercedes Motivation from the local medical facility. She's over here changing her name on cameo. But this is serious. Like, WWE is threatening to find superstars, to suspend superstars, to fire superstars for simply getting on these third-party applications and making money. It's almost like, better have my money. Give us a, a part of your cut. And if not, we're going to find you. It, it's ridiculous. You know, I think it would have been one thing for them to be like, you know what, we need to start getting a profit out of this because you guys are under contract and it states here that we own your name. And if you are selling your name without you know, WWE, then we should get a cut. But also either way, like that's terrible because we're in this era where not a lot of people are making money. There's not a lot of merch being sold. WWE is no longer having shows. So you are not profiting from right. those, those ticket sales. And these wrestlers are not having their usual meet and greets, their, um, you know, autograph signings. So where are they supposed to make money? We get it. Like you are hired by this, you know, big company. But a lot of wrestlers, after they finish wrestling for a big company like that, they don't have any money left. You right. know, they don't have that, that income. So for the superstars to be like, okay, well, I'm going to start a Twitch. I'm going to start a cameo and I'm going to make a little bit of money. They're not making like lots and lots of money, but Big E is like one of the people who is up there. And I think without the reviews, it was going to be like close to $60,000, $70,000 that he made from Cameo. And I'm like, that is an insane amount of money. But I think this is just them being greedy because there's so many other companies that, that don't care about what their wrestlers do on the side. But again, this is like a contract thing. So I, I have no idea. AEW took a dig at WWE on their pay-per-view recently and had um, a superstar show his own Twitch link on the air and it had underneath approved by All Elite Wrestling and people knew it was a dig and the timing of it was impeccable. It was a day or two after everything came out with the WWE, but it shows the difference in these two companies. Whether you watch AEW or whether you watch WWE, there's a lot of differences and this is one of them. It is interesting that you talked about Big E, and I want to know what's going to happen. You know, he's doing such a great job on there, and you also think about, well, okay, he might change his name on Cameo, and he might still can continue going, because he could definitely just change his name to his real name, if that's okay with the WWE, and keep on doing those Cameos, but... In the contract, it states that you can't be your character, and Big E is known for his character. So are people really going to keep on buying these cameos if, if he's not giving them that energy that he shows on Friday night? But then at the same time, as someone that you know knows marketing, knows social media, knows stuff like that, WWE might be moving towards having their own network of virtual meet and greets or virtual videos or I honestly can't see them doing anything close to Twitch just because Twitch is so unique. I would be shocked if WWE pulled something out of their hat that even compared to that. But I think in terms of Cameo, they might be able to do something like that. We saw with SummerSlam, they 
introduced their new virtual meet and greets, which is pretty much like a Zoom call. You're talking to your favorite superstar. You have that amount of time, but you're paying $150 for it. So essentially it is like a cameo, but with a cameo, you know, you're not actually talking to them. Yeah, you know, that might be happening maybe wwe is getting in like specific partnerships with these groups in the future like maybe they're going to partner with twitch maybe they're going to do something with cameo and they can't have the wrestlers already doing that as a side hustle if they're not profiting off of it because they are now working with each other i'm just it's unfortunate because i've been in a company and i've i've been on that side of people who try to unionize and it's tough the company fights back so much and it like changes the work environment and it's like a little hostile at some times. It's just not good. It takes forever. But, you know, these wrestlers deserve to get paid. They deserve to get compensated. There's, I think for WrestleMania, there was like reports that came out when when they said that they had to like re-record matches and they were there from sunup to sundown and when you work for a company that and you're an independent contractor, there's like no specific things, you know, when the contract that they have, they can overwork you. There's no, there's mm-hmm. no time when you're off. There's no health insurance, which is still mind boggling to me because AEW pays their, um, their employees, but not their independent contractors. So the wrestlers still don't have health insurance. Um, but they will pay if you like get injured and I don't know, I have some medical bills. I know WWE paid Edge's medical bills. So I I don't know where this whole situation is. It's very sloppy low. It's very sloppy. We know that the whole subject of unionization has been around in wrestling for many years. And, you know, I'm more of a recent fan and I had to really dig and see what everyone was talking about on my timeline. And it led me to an article from Wrestling Inc. about Jesse the Body Ventura. And he fought for a very long time. He spearheaded many contractual changes in pro wrestling, and he even sued Vince McMahon for royalties in 1990. He also pushed to create a union for pro wrestlers, and it never ended up happening because everyone's favorite quote-unquote classic wrestler, Hulk Hogan, went and ratted him out to Vince McMahon, and he considered it a a major locker room violation. And the topic of unionization has come up before with different stuff, you know, people being injured and their medical bills not being covered. And now this, people are like, why can't we just not start a union? And like you said, it's difficult. And with WWE being such a large company, yeah, you can have superstars that take a stand, which I'm sure a lot of superstars are at this point because they're losing out on money. And WWE is clearly going to take a cut if they start these new partnerships with these different organizations. But still, this is an income cut for these superstars. I don't even know how a union would even start at this point. You know, it seems like it's so hush-hush whenever it comes up. People might talk about it on the timeline, but it really never goes anywhere. Yeah, you you talked about, you know, Jesse. And I, I was reading that article too. I think I'm. there's like a lot of, of articles out there with him telling his story. And he was just in the locker room and he's like, okay, well, there's nobody here. Let me just bring out this idea that, hey, you know, it's before WrestleMania too. Let's go and talk to the media guys. And we can tell them that we're not going to wrestle unless we have someone from union negotiations come in and help us unionize or help us to even vote. And you heard afterwards that Hulk Hogan ratted him out and called Vince. Jesse, the next day, got a call and was like, you can't do that. You need to stop or I'm going to fire you. And Jesse was like, all right, I'm not going to bring it up. If these guys don't want to fight for themselves, you know, there's nothing I can do about it. 
And that's, it's just sad because Hulk Hogan at the time was being so greedy because he didn't want to, he was making the most money off out of everybody in the, in the roster. So he was probably scared that he was like, oh, well, I'm not going to make as much money if I'm, you know, joining the union, which is not true. You know, the money is just divided equally at that mm-hmm. point. It's not just going to one person. And that's what WWE is. WWE is keeping all that money and not wanting to split it up between people. Vince is worth about like 1.3 billion, I want to say. If it varies from like 1.3 to like 1.7. So Forbes one time said he was worth 3 billion. And I'm like, that's a lot. I don't know. They have so many TV deals. And at this point, you just you just don't want to pay and you look petty. I mean, you think about how many reality shows that WWE has on right now or where their superstars are. I think off the top of my head, like The Miz has The Miz and Mrs. He's on this new reality show on USA. Yeah, and, you know, there's Total Divas, there's Total Bellas, and then you also think about the Bella Twins. They're still using their ring names. They just wrote a book. They have a popular YouTube channel. They have their wine. Do they own their name or does WWE get a cut of everything they're doing? Their clothing line. Like they have so much going on and you know that there's, uh, you know, John Cena is, I'm so baffled by the fact that John Cena, like who who was in charge of reading them, their contracts. And I don't, I don't want to blame the wrestlers because, you know, this is, this is not on them. We're, We're leaving, we're living in a crazy time. And it's just like, it seems like Vince just wants wants a cut. He's seeing that everybody is making things. And who knows, because you did mention earlier that, you know, AJ Styles, um, they was being blamed and that Lana was being blamed. Well, AJ said something about Paul Heyman on a Twitch. And he's also been very vocal about Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson, who are now in Impact. And maybe these wrestlers should just also separate work and separate, you know, them on their Twitch, because if you're putting all your business out there, I think the employers do have a, a, you know, a right to get mad if you're putting everyone's business out there. Right. Uh, I mean, it's almost like a conflict of interest. People are saying that AJ Styles spilled the wine on mm -hmm. him having COVID. And that is what made them, you know, kind of like peer into his Twitch. And so I guess the whole letter came out or the call was made like on a, a Sunday or a Wednesday or something like that. And then AJ Styles got on his Twitch the next week and said he had COVID. And then that's when WWE released their statement a couple of days later. And I was actually also reading an article with Renee Young, an interview she had did right after she left. And she was saying that she had a lot of backlash when she went on Twitter and said that she had COVID. And this was, you know, maybe like a month ago, a month or two ago. And she said that WWE was upset that she had disclosed that information, but she wanted people to know whether they had been around her or not, that she had it in case they wanted to go get tested. Honestly, I think COVID has really made them look at things a little bit closer because COVID is such a serious thing. And WWE has been very irresponsible in how they've been handling the whole thing. And they probably figure, oh, well, you know, these people are talking about how they had COVID. What's next? What else are they going to leak? And that probably put them on edge as well. But I definitely don't think that fingers should be pointed at AJ Styles or Lana. If you really think about it, there's so many other superstars that are doing the same exact thing. They're doing sponsor posts. They're doing Cameo. They're doing Twitch. It's not just those two. And I'm sure WWE didn't just look at those two and say, well, Lana and AJ, you're the reason why we're going to do this to everyone. I'm sure they've had their eyes on this stuff for a very long time. 
Sportskeeda came out with a great article published on September 5th, and I was just reading through it. I kind of want to read this out loud, kind of let you form an opinion on this. So he said, while many fans point to the massive success of Up, Up, Down, Down, the YouTube gaming channel held by Xavier Woods, I am told that a number of people who have appeared on that product consider this a slap in the face from management. While Up, Up, Down, Down intentionally avoid using their wrestling names, Xavier Woods uses the name Austin Creed instead. The WWE have made it clear that use of their likeness would also be a breach of this new policy. There's apparently a particular eerie for The Sweets, a Twitch gaming channel featuring the WWE's Tyler Breeze and Baron Corbin and AEW Sean Spears. I am told that WWE management are particularly unhappy about the use of this channel. The WWE have also been conducting internal investigations for a number of months as to which of their talent are leaking information to the media. And this is the route that they've apparently been chasing. I'm telling you, they're, they're following. They're like, okay, we didn't say that. Who's saying it? Who's spilling the beans? And this is, oh my God. At some point, I feel like it's almost a breach of privacy. How far are you going to go to make sure that your quote unquote company secrets are not being spoiled? I mean, if you wanted someone to have so much information or you wanted to have so much control, you'd make sure your superstars weren't talking to 15 to 16 year olds on the internet, wouldn't you? I'm, I'm, I mean, seriously, they want so much control over these superstars. It's like, well, you have these other superstars who are talking to children on their verified accounts that are supposedly ran by WWE, but yet you didn't see that, but you can go and watch a Twitch stream by a WWE superstar and think that they're telling company secrets. What's more important, pedophilia or WWE secrets? Like, let's focus on the important stuff because people are still pissed off about this stuff going on with Velveteen Dream or Matt Riddle, you know, stuff being brushed under the rug or even included in the storyline. And there hasn't been any official statement made, but Triple H is like, well, we didn't find anything in the whole Velveteen allegation investigation. So we're moving on from it. You can't do that with a fan base. This is something that happened and they were using the verified account that the WWE made for them. So the WWE is quite honestly accountable here you want to, you know, focus on these other superstars that are doing stuff in their spare time. Why are you not focusing on the accounts that y'all made? You probably have the passwords to make it make sense. Superstars going out and doing their own thing just brings more awareness to WWE in general. I think Asuka has a huge YouTube following. She's got great videos and it's just like, you don't know Asuka, but you watch her videos and you're like, oh, she's with the WWE. Mm-hmm. And if you're on Cameo, what gets people people's attention is, oh, WWE, you know, you're spreading that awareness and like up, up, down, down. The fact that Xavier Woods like changed his name to his real name, but like, is it his real name? We don't know. Um, this is bringing more awareness and Corey Graves mentions it all the time on commentary up, up, down, down. It's part of WWE at this point. It's like they go hand in hand. Right. And for you to address it and like, what's going to happen with all of these YouTube channels? What's going to happen with all of these cameos? Well, you know, I also think about, it brings up the example of like Corey Graves and Carmela's podcast, Bear With Us. So they make it known that they work in professional sports, but they never say their stage names. They always make sure that they say their real legal name. And At that point, I'm wondering, okay, we know that you want to have some separation between your ring career and your personal life, but if WWE isn't forcing this new thing of 
you know, no third party stuff, is that going to crack down on podcasts? So would they, you know, would they be looked at with scrutiny for their podcast? Because they're doing sponsorships on there. Does WWE yeah, and, want to cut of that? And, you know, Corey Graves has his own podcast with the WWE. Right. And we're like, okay, that's one thing. But we, it's just, I feel like unless they outline everything, they have to get every single outlet and that's going to be so difficult and it's so nitpicky of them to even decide to want to even try to do that i want everyone to continue and doing what they're doing don't get off of cameo don't get off of youtube they can't fire everyone right that's what i'm thinking i mean everyone can leave yeah go or go on strike and say you know this is unfair but i definitely agree with you i think they can't have every superstar leave i mean roman reigns like we said, he was on Cameo, girl. How you think he got his new teeth? He was girl. he was going hard on Cameo, and that caught a lot of people's attention. During COVID and during the pandemic, people were at home, and a lot of superstars started making Cameos. And Roman Reigns appears one day, and his price was, I think, like 250 to 300 And he had a lot of people starting to get Cameos, and then he upped his price, and then people were like, how the f*** is Roman Reigns charging $500 for a Cameo in a pandemic? How much is WWE going to charge? I was having this conversation yesterday. WWE starts doing a cameo type thing. Are they going to charge the same amount for each superstar? So Mm -hmm. we know that superstars have gone on cameo and they've put their own price on there. There have been more of the lower card superstars that we don't see regularly that are on there as well. And their cameos are not as expensive. So are they going to bump their prices up so they're on the same level? That just seems ludicrous. Who's going to buy a cameo for the same price as a cameo for Roman Reigns for someone that you've seen on TV once a year. It's, it's interesting if they, if they pull this off, what it would cost because like a physical meet and greet before COVID with someone like the Bella twins was like $120. Mm-hmm. The Hardy boys was like $120 and you're just like, well, that's kind of a lot, but it's also two people. Um, right. With John Cena, I know it was $200 for a meet and greet with the undertakers, like two or $300. But if you wanted to meet like a Ruby Riot, it would be like $50, you know, because she was like lower on the card back then. So are you going to have Roman Reigns still in that $500 and have someone like Ruby Riot on the 100 or is everyone going to be the same price? Or, you know, maybe you get a shout out if you pay an extra amount, but we're, we're not going to know what happens with this until the 30 days are over. Right. Can you imagine people start getting fined but you can't even ensure that these superstars are going to be making money if their price is raised so let's say we have a superstar that was charging maybe 50 or 100 dollars and they're on the lower card and they were getting a you know a feasible amount of cameos a month and then their price is bumped up to maybe like 150 to 200 dollars and everyone's like well their price was 50 to 100 on cameo i'm not paying that extra hundred dollars for them and then they lose out on money altogether because their price went up and the fans feel like well i don't want to pay that much for them i feel like either way everyone is getting here it doesn't matter if your price is staying the same or your price is increasing or they might decrease some prices either way everyone is going to feel it in some way yeah i totally agree with you there it's there's no organization here i don't think that they really thought it out they were like oh yeah we're just going to tell them not to do anything and if they don't do anything we're going to find them and suspend them. And this could possibly lead to termination. But I do think that there needs to be unions in wrestling. Could you imagine how different wrestling would be 
if they had started a union right away. Like, I don't think wrestling would have been as monopolized. I don't think that a lot of wrestlers would died at would have died at such a young age because they wouldn't have been getting overworked. They would have been getting compensated properly. Their bodies would not have been on the line as much. And it's I feel like we we have to start now. Thank you so much, Erie, for joining me today on Wrestling Wind Down. Where can the people find your podcast on social media? Oh, definitely go on on YouTube and subscribe to Rest Friends. And you can listen to our podcast. We are now on iHearts, but we are also on Spotify and iTunes. And that's at Rest Friends, the Rest Friends podcast. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Wrestling Wind Down. You can find all of our other episodes available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, iHeartRadio, and wherever else you listen to your podcast. We're also on Twitter and Instagram at WWDCAST. Our new website is also coming soon. Let us know what you thought about the episode. What was your favorite part? We upload episodes with brand new co-hosts every week. Until next time, enjoy your wine, and of course, enjoy your wrestling. Cheers! Cheers.